Hi, I'm Mark Everson. Welcome to the Human Maintenance Podcast, where our motto is, don't wait until you break. Here with my colleague and partner, Mr. Graham Hetrick. Hello, hello. And as we always say, and again, we always say, everybody's, you know, how you feeling? Some people say I'm feeling with my hands. (laughs) Well, I've heard that before. Yeah. (laughs) Generally in my teenage years, but no. uh, Uh, (laughs) How are you you feeling today, Graham? Doing good? Good, good. It's always good to be alive. That's the thing. So another game day in life today. You got it. Another game day. It's kind of the way I look at it, that uh, every day is a, a new day. Um, and if we approach the new day with a positive attitude, even though there's negativity out there right now, uh, we're, we're, we're channeling our energy with human maintenance to, you know, look at life a little differently and to really make some improvements on the, the way you live so you can have a, a great a great life, you know, now and down the road. And what we see in our careers, you know, we see a lot of people not going down that path. Well, I think one of the things that's a problem right now in this age of COVID and whatever else comes along the line uh, in the future uh, is the fact that uh, the emphasis is on, I don't want to die or we're all going to die. And to me, I'm more concerned with, wait a minute, how am I going to live? Right. And how well am I going to live? Because, uh, you're right. We're all going to die. Do you know that everybody that eats carrots will die? Really? Yes. So yes. I thought they were not just good for you. No, so I thought we, they keep you alive. We no. have to ban carrots because obviously it's a problem. <laughs> you know, and that's almost the way we are with COVID, you know. Yeah, we're going to have viruses. We're going to have flus. As a matter of fact, some of the figures show that uh, people... Uh, of younger ages, it's far more dangerous for younger people to have the flu. There's more deaths by flu than there is by COVID. But yet we're screaming, we can never open the schools. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. So I think we have to get back to thinking about living. I do. Yeah. Living. There's no question. And speaking of living, on our last episode, we were, we've been getting into these behavior hurdles to live better. And, uh, we addressed uh, some people say, well, there's no hope for me. They get caught up in that. Then yeah. they get anxiety and depression and other issues that occur with that. People worry about things. And right now, watching the news is enough to make anybody worry, which that's why I don't watch it. And, uh, <laughs> and then we talked about uh, how much effort does it take to take care of yourself. And then we gave our listeners, you know, an assignment and say, you know, looking at your life, Start cataloging and making a list of what can you do to conquer these hurdles and make your life better. Uh, I, I operate good on lists just because I have ADD, and if I don't see it in front of me, sometimes I, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Graham, are you a list maker? Do you make lists of things, to-do lists? Well, I've had this issue all my life. I have ADD, insomnia, and I'm an agnostic, so I lay in bed. <laughs> I lay in bed at night and wonder if there's really a dog. <laughs> think that one out. That's a that's a joke you got. That's think a to. that's a pretty twisted. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty twisted. Well, knowing you, Graham, you're, you're you're a bit twisted. I mean, to do what you do for a living, you have to be a bit twisted. True. Uh, yeah. True. True about that. So we got into these hurdles, and uh, we're going to carry on the conversation uh, about a couple more of these hurdles because there, there are things that we all have to contend with every day we show up. For life, every day we have a pulse. And again, I always know that people have good intentions, but the challenge is, is the actions behind the intentions. You know, exactly. we can talk a good game, but yeah. can you deliver the game? 
So today, what we're going to get into a couple more hurdles. We're going to start talking a little bit about. Uh, we just touched on it, but complacency is a big thing. Have you noticed that? How many people are complacent with the same old stuff, different day? But it, it goes on and on. It does, and when you're complacent with life, uh, you're complacent with your job. You're complacent with anything. We all know it doesn't go ahead. It's going to go backward. But well, we want to focus in on a real biggie, and this is procrastination. I think it's one of the biggest hurdles out there is there's people that just procrastinate. Now, I'm not a procrastinator. I like to get things done, but everybody's different. And when you're looking at procrastination, what's interesting to what I've seen, Graham, in my career is people will procrastinate more about taking care of themselves than they will about procrastinating about taking care of their assets. Oh, yeah. Checkbook, anything else. (laughs) Yeah, we always go back to assets. You'll get a balance there, but we don't get a balance in our life. That that's a good analogy, you yeah. know. So I got to go. I got to balance the checkbook. I got to mow the grass. I get so the procrastination is something that people get caught up in. And, and how do you how do you snap somebody out of procrastination if, if they if they keep going? You know, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, we talked last week about practice, and we asked people to write down the practice. And the reason we're asking, and you talked about lists, right? The the reason we're asking about a practice is first she has to determine what the practice is going to be. And if we go to last week's definition, an addiction is something that happens over and over again in your life and consistently has negative results. Now you have to look at those and then the practice comes in when you say, wait a minute, that works two ways. If I do something over and over again in my life that consistently has positive results, it will change my life. And that can change it from one where you're complacent, you're not you're not facing your problems, you procrastinate from them and everything else and delivers you into a life you're fully living. And there's there's no there's no longer problems as much as there are challenges. And that's that's where that's what we want to talk about. Graham, let me take you back personally on your in your own journey in life. Okay, that's twenty thirty years ago with you. Were you in the good condition you are today? Well, yeah, so far, I'll, I'll tell you. But what. you did said you had a time period where you weren't really exercising and doing like the things you do today. Correct. I was probably I was always athletic though. I would overpower myself through party time and everything else right. and still work out and did martial arts still still do today for about 40 years now but uh i, I wasn't taking care of myself i was uh not at my optimum yeah and you know we all make excuses for everything that's what we call these behavior hurdles but when you keep procrastinating it's 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 like a trap you know, um, unfortunately, I have a family member that's a, a chronic procrastinator and just can't seem to snap him out of it. Mm-hmm. Continues to procrastinate. And, you know, you can't change people. You got to change yourself. And But we just want to just identify that this is a real big hurdle. And if you are a procrastinator, um, my recommendation, and everybody's got, you know, different ways and approaches to beat procrastination, is you, once you write down what you need to accomplish, that's the key. You, okay, you're onto it there. You 
You got to write it down. You got to study it. You got to look at it every day. You put it on your refrigerator. Keep it in front of you. Keep that visual in front of you. And, and then you got to ask yourself, why do I continue to procrastinate? And, and then when it comes to taking care of your personal you know, health and your lifestyle, that seems to be the area that people procrastinate the most for, for some odd reason. It's yeah. weird. And I think part of that uh, deals deeply with our subconscious mind. Yeah. And I, I think that is because we think uh, at times, well, we're not good enough. I could never do that. I could never do this. And um, I, I saw, I think it was a sign. It certainly didn't come from my head because I, I didn't catch the dichotomy right away, the difference of what I was thinking. And it said, the quickest way to freedom is discipline. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Because it seems a paradox. Discipline means you have to do something. Yeah, that's right. There are certain things in the law of physics and in life you have to do yeah. to be free. And that was one of our hurdles is discipline, and that, that ties perfectly in. So to, to conquer this hurdle, you got to discipline yourself. First of all, identify why do you keep procrastinating, and maybe it's just, you know, just it could be a lot of reasons. And then discipline yourself to get it done. And, 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 and you'll know, everybody knows you feel better about when you accomplish something that's good for you. You feel yeah. better about you. You know, like when I get up in the morning, like this morning I got up, I didn't really want to exercise. I was feeling a little tired. Oh, I was there yesterday. Yesterday I was like, morning. oh, man, I just didn't. But I, I pushed myself. I, I did my cardio, my stretch, and my yoga. And, you know, you always feel better than once you get it done. But I could have just said, hey, you know, today I'm just not going to do it. But I know how much better I feel when I do it. You know, that's the funny thing. Sometimes those are my best workouts. Yeah, when you don't want to do it. When I didn't want to do it, and then I'm about 15 minutes into everything, and I'm saying, oh, I'm smoking today, man. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it is a paradox, but... The quickest way to freedom is discipline. The quickest way to have discipline is to have a practice. And as, as I think you said last week, a practice really starts to embed itself in you at about 12 months. Yeah, you got to do it for, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, everybody's got maybe a different theory or philosophy. You know, you heard 21 days of change of behavior. Or this, uh, I think you can modify some things, but I think to be true lifestyle, you got to be committed, fully committed to do this for a at least 12 months, sometimes longer. I've known people that, you know, went to the gym. They were solid, you know, three, four days a week for a year. And then they, something happens in their life and then they're not there anymore. So, you know, everybody's different, but this is a big one. Procrastination. Get over that hurdle. Uh, one quick story about procrastination is, you know, we're all the time. I was giving a talk uh, for know, a couple of years ago. And I says, anybody in the room a procrastinator when it comes time to taking care of you? And, I mean, so many hands went in the air. And one particular gentleman said, why do you procrastinate? He goes, Mark, he said, you know, everything you're talking about, I can relate to because I'm, I, all those hurdles you're talking about, I kind of seem to hit them all. But I have a health club that I could walk to, a fitness <laughs> center, right down the street. I don't even have to take my car. It's been there for 20 years, but I've never stepped foot in that place. Every time I drive by it, I think to myself, Man, I really need to get to the gym, but I just continue to procrastinate. And that's right in front of his face. So, you know, it can happen to anybody. Procrastination, big hurl. The next one we want to talk about is uh, dis discouragement. You know, um, I know discouragement is, a, is, is, is something that's real. You know, um, 
personally with my son sure. who wrestles with some depression and anxiety and some other issues. And it's, it's sad to watch somebody like that. And it's very common. And now Graham with, uh, with our situation with COVID, mm. what, what's happening with, you know, people being discouraged and people being depressed and people having these emotional issues that they may not have had, uh, you know, a year ago. Let's, let's face it. Uh, I am a coroner. I study death, the cause and the manner of death. Addiction is going up and up and up as far as drug addiction right now, alcohol. They even say, these are COVID pounds I have on me. Right. Because people are sitting at home eating. Yep, the COVID-15. And that eating it has to do with hormonal conditions like cortisol and things in your body that make you uncomfortable and you want to satiate so you tend to eat more. Mm-hmm. And we have to deal with this. Suicides are up. It's it's painful for me to watch this and not have the discussion. Well, we live in a tough neighborhood now. It's called the COVID neighborhood. Okay, and there are issues and we have to, you know, try to self-contain this. But we never deal with, let's get into practice of being a better fighter in this tough neighborhood. And that is, number one, we all know that if you have a compromised immune system and you have comorbidities, that you're not going to do well if you get COVID or any other thing, the flu. It just doesn't matter. You have to be in condition to be in this life. We're not talking about running marathons. We're not talking about going to the gym every day. We're talking about having practices that will help you put your body back in what the medical profession would call homostasis, a balance. Right. And that's a balance of tension, a balance of glucose levels, and all these other things. And this is what we'll be talking about over this period of time. And this is what we want to incorporate into your practice. Some of you will be uh, fantastically changed by diet and stuff in the information we give you. And others, it just helps you maintain. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do in my life. When I die, I want to be a good-looking corpse. Well, you've seen so many of them. Yeah, you want to be like the award winner. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, dress me up, put that makeup on me. I'm ready to go to the next job. Plus, on top of it, you, your father and you uh, had a nurse, you had a funeral had home a business. Funeral home, for, yeah. And you were in that business for years. And so you've been dealing with dead people your whole life. Yeah. And yeah. How, how old were you when you first started with your dad? I know you're, you're young. Well, it, you lived there. I helped him remove bodies. At the age of 15 and 16. So from the beginning of my life, I grew up above a funeral home. So mortality has been a very important thing. Uh, I understood it far better than the average 15, 16-year-old. Well, yeah, you, you and it, the, I, I have to only imagine you when you're that young, but because you're a product of your environment, you know, that's just what you knew. But it was my normalcy. What about your friends? Did they ever come to the... No, what, no. They I couldn't handle it. Our candy dish at Halloween was absolutely filled. Not one piece off of it. Nobody came to visit the funeral home on Halloween. <laughs> so, now it, it was a different way of living. But the paradox for me is I've always tried to get away from death, and I've always been surrounded by it. Because when I later became a, a 
CID and 385th Military Police, they'd always say, let Hetrick handle the homicide of the dead guy because his old man's a funeral director. So they not handle it. Yeah. I, was, I was always in that area. Yeah, it's interesting you say because, you know, when I, uh, my best friend, when he was dying of cancer, I'm, I'm 17 years old. He's 18 yeah, years again, old. Again, very young. And I was with him. I was like a hospice volunteer. And he was teaching me about dying, and nobody else wanted to even hear about that at that age. I mean, it was it was a sad time in life, but you know, he taught me so much. And so, you know, you get a wisdom about yourself when you recognize that you know what we're only gonna have so many years to live. And if we can really encourage, we always use that word encouragement here at Human Maintenance because we we need to be encouraged. And these 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 hurdles are real. But when I see people that are, are discouraged, you can see, you can see that you can feel that energy. They're, they're just you feel down. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you today uh, to look at your life and say, all right, what is what's making you discouraged? Uh, again, I, I people say, oh, I, I'm so stressed and I, I'm discouraged and I keep watching the news and I keep reading stuff. You know, you're a product of what you do and what you see and where you are. So I would recommend, you know, if you are in that space where you're feeling, you know, down and discouraged, is to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and say, look, you know, I've got just this one opportunity to live. It's one opportunity to live. Not just them. We feel the same way. We've talked about, wow, we don't enjoy going into the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And and it, it is depressing in many ways mm-hmm. because... Uh, this is a sea change from the American way of living. And uh, I hope it changes back. But if it doesn't, you have to create your own practice to adapt to this. And you and I have been doing that. I mean, you've been out at my pond and we swim, we look yeah. at the blue sky and, you know, uh, you, you have to adapt to what is happening to your body to regain that homostasis of balance. And if there's some way you can find a, a sense and presence of joy in your life, even with this negativity and things that we're seeing right now in this country and around the world, uh, because it's tough to do that sometimes because we're so caught up on all the surface things. Yeah. We need to go internal. And one of the areas that we'll be getting in with human maintenance is the spiritual maintenance. Sure. How valuable and important that is because, you know, Again, this life's a temporary journey, but while we're here, we want to make it a good ride while we're in it. There's no such thing as solely spiritual maintenance. It it relates to the body because if if you're off in attitude and spirit within your body, then your autonomic nervous system is triggered, cortisol is triggered, that, that increase of tension that you can't release because you can't think through it in a meditative in the moment moment right which allows you to say well wait a minute yeah covid's bad but i'm alive yeah. <laughs> i'm alive and i can i can walk i can run i can improve my uh, diet and there's all these things i can do and hey, Graham, let me ask so because you know i've, I've been here because you know i've been doing webinars and then people share their thoughts about everything going on and i'm listening to people and i'm again i'm always learning from the people that i'm training and working with uh, the fear factor. What does fear do to a human being's immunity? What does fear do to the, the, the other than the fear of the, you know, the way we feel in the sure. emotions? But fear is a real thing. And I, I believe that, you know, right now we're living in a, a nation and in a world of fear. And I think fear can make you really discouraged. There actually, uh, there actually is a, uh, you know, 
part of my background psychology. Right. And there's a polyvagal theory of treatment where uh, there's sort of an older evolutionary part of the vagus nerve and then there is an anterior or newer part of it. And it's that fight and flight syndrome. And there is a way through poly, uh, polyvagal therapy to actually help people control that autonomic nervous system. And of course they say, well, the literature, much of the literature up until about five, six years ago uh, said, well, you can't control your autonomic nervous system, but I do it every morning with the, with the breath exercises where I start to walk myself through first giving myself much oxygen and then I stop breathing for a period of about three minutes or so. Can you hold for three minutes? Yeah, and, and I just, I talk myself through it. It's not my technique. It was done many, many years ago, 20 years ago by a guy named Wim Hof. Yeah, we've talked about him on some of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. And it, it really is amazing because it teaches you not when you're doing your breathing exercises, but when uh, something really bad happens at the office, you can say, well, I'm going to walk through my autonomic nervous system because my cortisol levels or my adrenaline levels are up right now. And then you look through it and, well, how bad is this problem in reality? And that's called the polyvagal system. And either myself or some of our guests are going to go through that. That's one of the topics we want to hit with people, how they can look at this ladder of fight and flight and learn how to control it. Because first you have to know where you are. Who's controlling what? Is it the hormones? Is it the autonomic nervous system? Or is it your intellect that's controlling things? So then you have to interject your inner, uh, your your intellect and say, okay, this wasn't pleasant, but this is what the reality is, and I can handle this. And then you start to control that system. So the fact of the matter is that uh, we never have just an emotion. Right. It's, it's, it's all body reaction, body, mind, and spirit. It's, it, if, the, if that's what's needed, yet is better. That's what's needed when we have problems, too. And... Uh, yeah, and how you cope with those problems, everybody's different too. So it, sure. with, with this hurdle of discouragement, we'll wrap this up uh, on discouragement, uh, is to identify what is making you discouraged. Is it um, circumstances in life? And is complacent. It, what's making you and, complacent? And what's making you complacent. Yeah. Take a deep dive on it within yourself. I mean, you know yourself better than anybody else. you got to be honest with you and uh, catalog that. What's what's holding you back in these two hurdles, and then uh, get that action plan out and say, look, you know, uh, I'm just not going to procrastinate anymore, you know, and, and and just get over it. It's easier said than done because I've seen people just get trapped in it, and then yeah. when I see them get trapped in it, that's when the mental health stuff starts kicking in, where yeah. again, anxiety, depression, and some other issues might happen. So. You know, the mind is so powerful. Your mind can tell you whatever it wants to tell you. And if your mind says to yourself, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to allow these hurdles anymore to beat me up and get in my way. I'm going to jump over them every day. And again, we use the hurdles as an example that you can jump over a hurdle and you can still finish the race. If it's That's an right. excuse, it's more like a roadblock. Okay. And you kind of hit that, kind of hit that wall. So look, we all have got issues. We're all here 
to win the game of life, Graham. That's so the what's the homework for next week? Well, the homework, I think, is really just, okay, focusing on we these. We talked about complacency. Yeah, yeah, okay, what's making you complacent? We talked about, you know, discouragement, you know, what what's driving you to be discouraged? And then having that action plan, under understanding what what's driving it. Because you probably know, if you, if you dive deep enough, there's something in your life that's triggering these these thoughts or these emotions that make you feel this way. And now the, the homework is take the action plan. You know, when I worked in professional sports, we have to have a game plan. If we don't execute that game plan. Well, I think life has to have a game plan. You wrote a book I on did. that. Yeah, the game plan for eating four quarters. Yeah. So we need a game plan, okay? And that's all part of this too is helping people to plan the balance of your life. The past is the past. The future is not here. Live in the moment. So let's take this moment right now with these, um, the, the moments that we've had with this, this podcast and uh, help everybody recognize that, you know, don't put yourself off. Don't don't wait until you break. You know, the whole philosophy here with human maintenance. Take control now. And so in closing out this episode, we're going to come back with a couple more hurdles to wrap this series up on the hurdles. And then we'll be going to some more content down the road and getting in that toolbox. And some really interesting guests. Some, some of them from another planet, but it's all going to be interesting. Yeah, some really cool <laughs> stuff. Out-of-the-box thinkers and people that uh, see life a little differently than we... Because uh, we're all different. We all think different. We all act different. And that's what makes the world go around, and that's what makes us interesting. And But one thing that we all have in common, we're, we're going to do maintenance on certain things that we purchase. we got to do the maintenance on ourselves. So uh, you can get more information on us at www.humanmaintenance.com. Take a look at our website and uh, see some upcoming episodes. And we'll be coming out with some really cool content uh, and some products to help uh, all our listeners to execute what we're talking about. Exactly. And Graham, what do you want to leave the, the group with today? Well, always look at life half full. Because if you're looking at it, that means you're alive. So everything is half full from that point on. And don't get discouraged, get encouraged. Let's stay encouraged every hey, day, man, regardless of what is happening in the world. Hey. Encourage yourself every day. You got you got another you got a pulse, you got breath. Uh cherish your breath. Yep. Have a great day.